Welcome to the Grow With Tech podcast. Listen to inspiring stories and learn how businesses can grow with technology. Get inspired and motivated with the world's leading innovators. This podcast is brought to you by InfoShare, the biggest tech conference in Central and Eastern Europe. Artificial intelligence can help the car to drive itself, being one of the components of a self-driving vehicle. But it is just one part of innovations in the automotive industry. French startup ProofStation shows how to use AI to inspect vehicles. So today, in the Grow With Tech podcast, for the first time, we will talk about cars and disrupting the automotive industry. And as always, talk about the challenges of running your own startup. It's me, Wojciech, and my guest is Anton Komiza, CFO and co-founder of ProofStation. Anton, it's great to have you here with us today. Hi, Wojciech. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so, are, are you calling us from which part of, of France? Uh, from Paris, directly. Directly from Paris. Okay. So, let's start with your product and with your startup. You know, I must admit that the automotive startup niche for me, mostly it's associated with EV infrastructure or the car sharing economy. Your project and AI-powered car inspection is a different approach, something that I never face or never had the chance even to look. So I need to ask you, how did you identify the problem? Uh, well, we can start with one uh, simple question. Uh, what is the most expensive good uh, you can buy in a store? And uh, the answer might be a car. And uh, interestingly enough, it's uh, the only product that has uh, no real packaging to protect it. And basically, that was one of the uh, one of the ideas uh, initially. And um, that's the reason uh, the problem uh, is so important because uh, both new and used cars are regularly inspected for damages at every step of their life cycle. So we can start in the factory production line at the end of the production line, then a logistic company uh, will transport it uh, to some places. So there is a check-in, check-out every time. Uh, And then at the dealership and every time the car is sold, repaired or rented, there is an inspection going on. Um, So... And this is basically the the real market we are addressing. And the problem is that the process itself is quite uh, quite long and uh, quite uh, difficult to manage uh, with the current uh, uh, practices uh, on the market. I thought that you would say that one of your co-founders had the access of the car and that inspired you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have uh, we do have some uh, good links uh, with our co-founders because they come from the automotive industry, and uh, it helps definitely to identify the problem because they did observe these pain points on a daily basis. Okay, so where did the idea for this solution came from, and what convinced you, your team, uh, to invest time and resources, especially money? Uh, good, good question. So, as I said, most of the founders come actually from the automotive industry. So, uh, we did see that uh, 
this is definitely something that has not changed uh, since many years and uh, the process is still uh, quite manual. So there are more than 5 billion of inspections that are done annually uh, by uh, human operators. And the process is still, uh, in most cases, paper-based or somehow digitalized, but not uh, not fully. It's subjective. It's done by, uh, by experts, so it's prone to litigations, which costs money. And also there is a trust problem in the sector as a, as a result. And eventually it's a process that uh, is quite... Um, uh, quite long. Uh, I think it can take up to 30 minutes to inspect a used vehicle and uh, as a result quite costly and we are talking about 30 euros for a used car inspection and it can even go up if there is an insurance uh, process uh, uh, in the middle of, uh, of inspection. So that is basically uh, what uh, convinced us that uh, it made sense to think uh, what can we do about that. Okay, so you build it off for your own money or you have an investor or somebody on board? Uh, initially, it was a starting capital uh, from for, from founders, and then uh, after a few uh, tests, uh, we uh, we saw that the idea um, makes sense. Technically, we can do it, and we had some first uh, uh, good results. And uh, then uh, this is where we started to uh, our fundraising. Uh, which we closed uh, at the beginning of the previous year uh, with a uh, few investors and basically which helped us to uh, to accelerate and be uh, where we are today. So it was like a seed round or rather an A round? It was rather A round. Well, there was a seed in initially and uh, we were lucky enough to be supported by uh, our uh, banks, our partners uh, in France. So a huge thanks to them, uh, which have uh, trusted us and uh, keep doing it uh, um, by today. And uh, then there was a series A uh, we closed uh, at the beginning of last year. Okay, your product is AI-powered. You also use edge computing, smart sensors, and data encryption. Well, I'm impressed, really. Uh, so I need to ask you, how long did the entire R&D process took for your team? I mean, it was like months, years. How many people were involved? Uh, well, uh, as of today, and there are four years of R&D. Uh, in total, so and it is going on. Obviously, we do not stop every year. We try to uh, to 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 work more. Uh, as of today, it's more on a quality level. So uh, before, there was a question of concept, whether it works, whether it is possible technically, uh, what will be the cost uh, in front. And as of today, we uh, try to improve the accuracy, uh, improve the speed, and the overall client experience, uh, which is eventually the whole the whole point of of the product is to. Be be able uh, to be used by our clients in a comfortable way, efficient way. Uh, so this is where we are. And so, yes, exactly. Uh, we uh, had a few challenges because we're talking about uh, AI, obviously, a platform, uh, which is a core of proof station. What we're doing is the AI uh, inspection platform. Uh, but um, at the same time, we're talking about software, about some hardware components that should work together and be fully compatible. And uh, this is uh, one of the challenges and also one of the cool things uh, at ProofStation uh, we have. Because we have engineers, we have data scientists, uh, we have uh, a software developers, um, a mix of uh, all uh, tech guys um, uh, that you can find uh, on the market. Okay. Do you remember a part of that R&D process which was the most 
maybe not stressful, but was the most challenging for you? It was like from developing from uh, from the product to the qual maybe quality engineering, or it was like the start was the most hardest. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult to find something specific. I would say um, I would say at the beginning uh, there were a lot of questions, obviously without answers. What how exactly we are going to do it? What will be the shape? Uh, what should we focus on? Uh, what uh, budgets we should uh, invest in certain areas? Do we focus? 90% on AI and 10% on everything else, or it's uh, risky because uh, uh, if you have a if you don't have a proper software afterwards, mm -hmm. uh, the client will uh, will not use it anyway. So uh, there were a lot of questions, and that was a bit tricky. Uh, but then I guess uh, the the real challenge was um, when we uh, already had few prototypes. We knew it works well. But then we had to work more and more about on, on the quality, on the accuracy, and specific uh, demands of our clients, which uh, becoming, uh, well, let's say, uh, more and more uh, demanding, uh, more and more serious. They see it works, and they would like uh, to uh, to have additional options. And this is where um, this is where it becomes uh, even more challenging. Um, so yeah, uh, this is where we are. It's a permanent uh, uh, challenge and stress level on uh, on uh, uh, for our teams. But this is uh, this is why we are all here. Okay, um, I had the opportunity to to read your pitch deck regarding the startup contest. I think for sure, uh, as I understand, as I understand, the heart of your project is like this magic box. Where the car is driving into it, if I'm correct, I don't, if, I don't, if I remember it correctly. Uh, how does it work? How does it inspect the car's damage? Uh, so you're right. So basically, what we have developed is a, is a station, is a gantry. Uh, it's a drive-through gantry. A vehicle passes through the gantry in uh, three seconds. It is scanned, so it does not stop just drives through and uh, during this uh, three after this three seconds so we don't need this car anymore so you can park it you can sell it you can do uh, exactly what you should do uh, with this car and uh, the, during this uh, three seconds we uh, do uh, up to capture up to 1000 photos per vehicle uh, with different cameras different uh, quality and uh, different technologies uh, and so once these photos are captured uh, by our hardware, by the station, uh, our AI component is analyzing it. So all the algorithms are analyzing the photos to find all kinds of damages present on a vehicle. We're talking about scratches, about painting problems, etc. There are additional options about tires, undercarriage. And once it is done, the AI selects the best photos with the best quality and uh, we generate a report, uh, inspection report, that uh, cannot be falsified which is extremely important uh, for a lot of our clients and which has all the information about a car about its uh, at what time it was inspected what was uh, the condition what were the damages identified and uh, the list and proof of the photos of every damage well properly classified as a proof or as an additional document uh, if you need to repair a car or you sell it etc so this is where what we are doing and uh, the client uh, has access to these reports and all other uh, business KPIs he can include uh, through our ProofStation network. Basically, it's the platform to manage the inspections. Yeah. Okay, so you are mostly B2B, right? Because uh, I understand that uh, 
There is a place where you can repair a car. There will be a station. Somebody will drive through those stations. And then at the same moment, the person who can repair your car will say, okay, I will do it. I have all the information. Exactly. As of today, we are B2B, uh, but B2B to C uh, uh, scheme is very well uh, uh, visible, let's say, uh, in, in the long term. And uh, some of our clients obviously provide services uh, for, uh, for, for their clients who are not companies. And uh, it's basically thanks to, uh, to ProofStation, they can do so. And in the future, we will see uh, how we can cooperate and uh, uh, do something B2B to see an extended version of it. But as of today, it's not uh, uh, what we're looking for. Okay. Uh, ProofStation offers a competitive service. Uh, you mentioned many of them, but as I read, you have at least three versions of your product, uh, the GT, L, and R station. Can you tell more about them? Uh, exactly. Uh, well, uh, it looks like you know quite well uh, our company. Thank you for your interest. Uh, as of today, we have three models. Uh, so we have a model GT, L, and R. Uh, overall, uh, one model is for OEM. So for factories, for car manufacturers. Uh, the second model is for logistic companies. Uh, who transport cars, uh, new and used. And the third model is for uh, the used car uh, market. We call it also remarketing market uh, for their needs. So overall, uh, the difference between all three stations are doing uh, the same the same job, let's say. They do inspect cars, uh, but there is a difference in terms of performance because uh, the volumes, uh, inspection volumes differ. Uh, there is a difference in terms of power configuration, and uh, we take into account uh, the site, the, use, the business model of our clients. So if it's a factory, logistics compound, or remarketing site, uh, it is a different, uh, slightly different uh, configuration. And eventually what is the most important uh, for our clients is a specific uh, software platform, management platform they will use uh, that is adapted to their business case. So we're talking about quality control for factories, uh, check-in, check-out uh, um, management for logistic companies, uh, and uh, sometimes more complex reports uh, for a remarketing sector which needs to sell a car afterwards or repair it um, or do some commercial photos uh, or uh, replace tires. So some specific uh, add-ons uh, options we are uh, currently uh, working on. So we can say that you covered almost the entire route of the car. I mean, from building the car to transport the car and for the user of the car. Uh, it is true. That is what we are aiming for. There are a few sectors uh, uh, that uh, we are not uh, focusing on right now uh, to be sure that at least these three uh, business cases we, we do well. Uh, but it is true there is a lot of value in creating this synergy, in creating this uh, one uh, report uh, through the whole life cycle of a vehicle. And especially uh, when a factory uh, is transporting their cars, they are using a logistic company. Uh, that's for sure. And then at the end of the leasing, uh, uh, there is an important inspection going on. So remarketing uh, sites or remarketing even factories as of today, there are projects like this. Uh, they, do, uh, they do want uh, the same report. So yes, this is what we're trying for. And um, uh, we are looking, uh, well, we are listening to, to the clients every day uh, to adapt the product. That's very clever of you. I'm impressed, really. Um, from which model did you start? It was the GT? 
It was uh, in the beginning. It was a GT and uh, and uh, remarketing. It was kind of uh, between two uh, because both were very powerful, uh, and um, we didn't uh, adapt the software, the management platform, uh, a lot at the beginning. So it was a uh, one universal station that eventually was split it uh, uh, into two. Uh, so yeah, GT and uh, remarketing. Yeah. Okay, so. Is there a chance I can see your solution outside France or are you only focusing at the moment on the French market? Uh, there, is a, there is a good chance. As of today, we are uh, in seven countries and uh, with, um, based on the contracts we have already signed, uh, we will be uh, in uh, five, six countries or more. Uh, so we're talking about 13 countries in Europe and United States. Uh, so definitely you can see them, uh, not in Poland yet, uh, but uh, we're, uh, we're quite close. In Germany, you can already uh, see uh, some proof stations uh, functioning and uh, north of Europe um, as well and Netherlands as well. So uh, definitely uh, we are even forced to be a European um, uh, by default, because a lot of our, most of our clients are big companies that have a huge network in Europe, uh, some factories uh, uh, in Poland, in Germany, some logistic sites uh, throughout the Europe. Uh, so if uh, you would like to work with them, uh, you have to uh, answer, reply on their global demand. So uh, obliged, but at the same time, glad to have this uh, opportunity. Yeah, I hope that one day I will see Gdańsk. I'll make them the photo and send it to you. <laughs> okay, so um, you know you are the first startup in our podcast that, that deals with the automotive industry. And I have a lot of questions for you about that. And one of them is how are those relationships built with potential customers? Uh, what is the biggest challenges and, and, and opportunities you can have there? Um, let me start with challenges and uh, talking about positive opportunities at the end. So I would say um, what we saw is that uh, we are dealing direct, directly with big companies who have uh, long-term strategies, uh, who decide um, who um, treat their sites, factories um, and other sites as a very uh, important asset that should work uh, in an efficient way, uh, that should not take risks, etc. Uh, and so their demand is extremely high at the beginning and they rarely work with uh, uh, small companies uh, or at least uh, there is a certain uh, procedure to follow, um, to respect and to, um, yeah, to, uh, to reply and to respect all the internal requirements. So this is definitely a big challenge um, and they're very, they have very high demands. Um, so for a young startup having a product that, uh, uh, um, that is quite innovative and um, that is uh, uh, improving every month, it's a challenge to already be able to to be accepted by, by these companies. So this is where we are. And uh, there was a, a huge push on the legal part. What is the shape of our contracts? How do we treat the intellectual property situation? And how do we assure these clients that once they work with us, there is a backup plan that we know uh, that uh, we um, if the station does not work for one minute, uh, we know how to deal with that, uh, and so we are uh, properly financially backed. Uh, so all these things pushed us to basically to become very mature in certain areas and uh, have contracts uh, 
proof station contracts that are accepted by these big groups, which is uh, often not the case. So this is uh, about uh, challenges, um, and so we are, we're happy to face them. Obviously, it uh, pushes us to accelerate faster, uh, sometimes even faster than <laughs> than we dream. In terms of opportunities, it goes without saying we're talking about long-term partnerships with these clients. So we're talking about companies that will not uh, install uh, one product or five stations. We're talking about a company that will use uh, five, 10, 50 stations and in different countries and uh, a lot of synergies in the automotive sector. And also about uh, specific options. There are companies who need a quality control uh, for the factories. We're talking about thousands of vehicles that are produced and inspected every day. Uh, and also we're talking about companies who sell cars. So they do commercial photos, they check the undercarriage, they replace tires, they sell them through auctions, B2B auctions, B2B2C. Um, so a lot of things, uh, a lot of opportunities. Um, so you have to, uh, you must have a, a good quality product that adapts well to the specific business case. You can't do everything, uh, at least not at the beginning. Um, so the product itself becomes extremely interesting. And maybe third point is about uh, um, technology. Um, most of, if maybe not, uh, I guess even everybody in our team is, um, is quite curious and likes the technology itself. Um, and we love that uh, we have a huge AI component, obviously, as a core of ProofStation, but also there is a synergy between hardware, between software uh, that we are um, innovating on a daily basis. And um, itself, this is something um, that uh, is, a is highly motivating us. And uh, the fact being international since the beginning of our adventure, also um, uh, definitely... Um, uh, pushing us outside of our comfort zone and uh, the fact that uh, being in the United States already um, this year, um, this is something we uh, even we uh, uh, could only dream about a few years ago. Okay, it's, it's not a secret. Who was your first client and have you convinced him that, that you say, okay, I want to partner with you? Uh, there are a few clients uh, and uh, some of them uh, were at the beginning that we will com communicate shortly. Uh, however, uh, uh, definitely we can tell you one of the biggest and first clients uh, was a BCA, British Car Auction, uh, which is um, a UK-based uh, company, but with, uh, uh, with uh, a lot of European branches. So this is a company that is uh, uh, owning auctions. Um, so they sell cars through auctions. They also have a, a good uh, big logistic branch. Um, and we're talking about uh, one and a half million cars sold through their network uh, every year. So extremely glad to work with them. This is a remarketing sector, a remarketing um, uh, business line, let's say. Uh, so it helps us to better understand how the vehicles are inspected, uh, how they are sold then, etc., uh, etc. Et and uh, with them, basically, we signed a contract for 40 stations in 13 countries in Europe, uh, which is uh, well, uh, which was a great opportunity for us uh, to accelerate the product uh, and project. Uh, and there was a second company also we communicated last year uh, about Group Charles André. Uh, it's a French company, GCA, French logistics company uh, with operations in Europe as well. 
uh, where we signed a partnership contract for 30 stations, uh, a lot of them in France, uh, but a few of them in Europe as well, uh, covering basically their logistics sites that are used uh, for factories, for, uh, for other companies that need to stock the cars and then transport them um, uh, during the life cycle. So definitely a logistic uh, use case, a uh, very exciting one. And as of today, we are uh, working with few OEMs. So definitely we will be glad to communicate uh, more uh, in the nearest future. Okay, Anton, I think that will be our last question for today. But we won't be talking anymore about technology, but... I want to ask you about the startup side of life. So what advices, what, what, what adv sorry, what advice would you give people who are thinking about running their own company? What lesson do they need to learn to edge successfully on the business, on the business ladder? Uh, well, definitely a great, great question. Uh, thank you for that one. Um, I would say if we need to be, um, Short, uh, I would say, first of all, choose wisely your partners. So uh, whenever you create something, uh, be sure that uh, your founders, your co-founders, these are the people uh, who will become uh, almost a family or sometimes uh, like a family, a second one. Uh, so be sure that uh, you can uh, uh, work uh, well with these people. And you have all the mix of necessary, of key, let's say, uh, competences, you communicate well between each other. You will be able to uh, reinforce your team and add experts on every uh, on every topic you need. But with these people, you need to have a, a very good synergy and good level of trust uh, between uh, between your partners. And maybe second second advice, or at least my opinion, uh, there are no shortcuts um, when you build a startup. So be sure that uh, you will have to work hard a lot. You will have to work in a smart way as well, because if you work a lot, but you are doing uh, uh, it inefficiently, doesn't matter if you work 24-7 without weekends, nobody will say thank you or nobody will congratulate you uh, till the moment there is a proper result, proper success. So work hard, smart. Uh, invest in yourself uh, on a daily basis, how you can improve things you are doing, um, how you, uh, what do you need. So try uh, to, uh, to do it. And uh, third advice, focus on the customer. Uh, I think it could be even the first advice since the beginning. If you would like to build something, first of all, think about what will be your user, not necessarily your client, but the end user of the product, uh, how he will use it, why he will use it, uh, why he will, happy, he will be happy about uh, using it. And if the answer is clear about this point, then you can, uh, you can try to build the team, find partners, work hard, and, uh, well, uh, ideally uh, find some balance, not necessarily extremely well-balanced uh, life, uh, work and uh, personal life, but at least work and uh, health, this is definitely what you will need to uh, to become, uh, to have some uh, good results. Okay, Anton, thank you for sharing the, your perspective. Most of our viewers are like the beginners or they want to start um, their own startups. So I think that your advice would be a great thing for them. What I can say, it was a good podcast and it was good to, it was good to hear you today. Uh, so have a, good, have a great day.
Thank you, Wojciech. Definitely thank you for this podcast and hopefully we'll see each other again. And yeah, good luck. Uh, good luck in 2021 uh, <laughs> to everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Wojciech. Thanks for listening to the Grow With Tech podcast from InfoShare. This episode has ended, but your time with us doesn't have to. Head on over to infoshare.pl and hit subscribe. You will be joining a truly innovative society and get inspired by the world of technology. That's infoshare.pl. Have a great day ahead.